right, and we are back with 90s Noise. I'm April, born 1991. And I'm Ashley, born 1988. I've been waiting for this one. I know, you have. You've been super excited to to, to do this episode. So we're, we're still working on some movies from the year 1990. And this movie is very near and dear to my heart. Even though I wasn't born when it came out, we're we're talking about the live action, the first live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. It came out in 1990, and yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I had no idea that these movies even existed. Like I I knew about the the animated aspects of <laughs> the the turtles, but. I had no idea that this was how the movie was. It, it, it was my, I'm going to really? say it's my first time ever watching this movie. I had no idea that it was actual people in these turtle costumes doing everything. Like, I, I literally yeah. had no clue. Like, that was really amazing to see. Absolutely. So, I don't even know where to begin, honestly. So, we'll, we'll touch on that, actually. And so, most of them had... One person who was mainly in the costume, doing a lot of the stuff, movements and everything, and then they'd also sometimes switch it out and have somebody else do some of the heavier duty stunts. And then the voices, obviously. So some of them had three or more people that were actually associated which, with each turtle. It's insane, like, just thinking of them wearing those costumes and doing those stunts. I don't know, there's just something different about it. Yeah, it gives like a whole new meaning to acting and to everything involved in that because when you look at it from that perspective is that there are different people acting out the scenes with the, the movements and everything and then you have a whole different actor voicing that. I can't imagine that whole process. Like that seemed so so elaborate the that there's even that many people involved in each character that that's really very cool i i honestly love it like it also makes me it, I, I don't know i guess i think that they'd have a better on-screen presence than i think like the reboot with megan fox and stephen amell that came out in the teen, 20 teens, I don't know if they actually even had anybody there with them to act alongside on set because those are so visual effect oriented. But with this, this movie and then the second and third ones, which we'll get to later on, you can tell that they're how well people work with having another mm -hmm. person there. The face, animatronics for the face, was, uh, it was Jim Henson. So, mm -hmm. that was also pretty... He He does a lot of the Muppet stuff, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Yeah, yes. that's really exciting. Yeah, it was um, his puppeteer's creation and everything, because he, I think, think did pass away in 1990 mm. I, I went into the second one at the very beginning it did have oh, a, did it. in loving memory okay yeah Aww. anyway so this one this first one it's one of the biggest reasons it's near and dear to my heart is coming out in 1990 
my two older brothers obviously watched it. They were big on, I believe they were big on the cartoon first, mm. um, first off. And so when it came to seeing it in theaters, they're like, oh, heck yeah. <laughs> so when the time came, I don't know exactly when, if it was in the year 1990, if it was 1991, right before I was born, my parents couldn't decide between April and Stephanie. So what better way to break the tie than give it to my brothers? <laughs> and they picked April because of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. <laughs> I actually just got to meet Judith Hogue, who plays April in this first one, a couple weeks ago in Orlando at uh, Ranger Stop. It was so great because... There was a handful of people from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like the writer. Mm. Todd was there also. It was super nice. But every single person I went up to, hey, what's your name? I was like, oh, it's April. And they're like, hi, April. Nice to wait. Any connection to the movie? <laughs> and when Judith asked me that, I was like, absolutely. Like, that is, uh, my name is spelled with two L's. I wouldn't necessarily be named April if it wasn't for the movie for my brothers having loved it been so in love with the movie and deciding that that's what they wanted their little sister's name to be and judith was was so sweet about it she was you could tell i i don't think they ever heard anything quite like that uh little story and when she signed my dvd copy she on the back put uh for my sweet namesake oh that's so Wow, that's wild to think of, about the fact that a movie influenced your parents yeah. in a way that that's how you were named. That's really a very unique story. And, so, and being able to finally tell that to these people that were a part of this movie, I, I can't even imagine. That's, that's wild. I, I wish I had been recording I mean, most of the cons, the conventions, you can't like have your phone out once you go up to them, unless you're using that for selfie mm -hmm. kind of thing. But I wish I would have been recording them each person when I was telling them that, because just the look on their face of realization of my name, seeing me and my age, and putting two and two together, and being like, okay, she's about the age that would be associated with the movie or born around the same time that they came out you could just see the dawning of realization and that was one of the best things it was it was great to see that that's kind of cool too that that they picked up on that clue and and they put it together like wow like that's kind of honestly very interesting that they were able to associate the two being being as it's been so long from that movie yeah but wow that that's that's really amazing that kind of just tells you mm -hmm. how how big this movie is to them as well like it's such a big part of their lives as well and that's really cool when movies and shows sort of have that special place in in people's hearts like oh, that yeah. yeah it really is and it was incredible to also get to speak with the writer, Todd. So cool. He was wearing this jacket, this leather jacket, or, or not leather, um, jean jacket. Mm. It's, it's in Orlando. Like, I mean, this was just a couple of weeks ago, so it was pretty warm. And <laughs> it was the 
original production jacket from the movie. So I'm going to show you. Like, oh, he wow. allowed a few select people, that's him right there, to, to wear it. And when I told him, told him the story, he he was like, <sighs> okay, you're definitely going to get oh, pictured with the jacket. Wow. And he, he mentioned, like, how the, on the back, the turtles, it's actually from the cartoon. Okay. Because at the time, this jacket was created in pre-production so they didn't have like any stills or anything from the movie to do oh that makes sense it was definitely an experience that just never never in a million years i think i'd be able to talk to any of them let alone so there was also the voice of mikey Mm. michelangelo and leonardo there from the first one it was great to get to talk to them too the vo- the guy who voices Leonardo Brian was in Revenge of the Nerds. Mm. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I but, have seen um, that, yeah. Yeah, he was in that movie. And then the guy who voices Michelangelo had been in the Brady Bunch. Also voices another movie that we are definitely going to have to touch on when we get to that year, but Balto. Mm. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. Anyways, enough of enough of a little bit the, the backstory. So let's get into this movie. And so, th- Ashley, this was your first time watching it. This was my first time. Woo! So you're <laughs> gonna get perspective from someone that first time ever watching it versus someone that has watched it. What would you say, hundreds of times in your life? <laughs> I don't know about that. Like, I've definitely watched it a good amount. It's kind of been sporadic throughout my life also. I'm sure my parents probably threw it on in the v- VCR to <laughs> keep my brothers occupied when I was too young to remember. Since I've been an adult, I've probably watched it a good handful of times. It's definitely very nerve-wracking being on this side of it because I know this movie holds such a special place in your heart and I'm coming from like a super outside perspective which I love the turtles don't get me wrong so just mm-hmm. I'm trying to be respectful I'm going to be respectful with my viewpoints on the movie as a whole but I'm still going to be honest but <laughs> it's it's different watching it as a child mm-hmm. and then re-watching it as an adult because yeah again affects were just so different. Honestly, most of the characters, even uh, Shredder and his like right hand, had voiceover. Oh, okay. Also, okay. And I don't know if you noticed on some some parts where obviously Shredder, because he's got the mask on, but his right hand also had it was somebody else doing a voice for him too. Huh. Interesting. And okay. So the matching mm-hmm. wasn't always perfect (laughs) well i mean there are so many parts and pieces to this type of movie i mean just what we were saying with different actors that are actually performing the stunts versus actors voicing them i can only imagine that there's going to be some things that unfortunately go wrong or you know you're going to have a little mistake or whatever but i'm curious as to if the voice actors were ever on set during actual shooting you know what i mean or did or did they just you know record after everything was shot and never be on the the soundstage or wherever they were shooting okay i'm curious as to that do you know about that at all i don't know exactly my guess is that they 
weren't ever on set mm-hmm. because the sh- because shooting uh, shooting can take however long four weeks to six months or um just depending on the size of the movie and mm. but yet recording can sometimes just take two to three days depending on how well how quick you're at with your takes and everything actually that's one thing we might have to reach out to mr robbie wrist who was the voice of michelangelo and is also the voice in balto and yeah see if we can a good question for them yeah that would be a good question for him my guess is that they were not on the set at all just because they probably had other things going on right yeah they were only hired to voice them so that makes that would probably make the most sense i mean there's also uh cory feldman's voice in in there too so i did pick i did pick him up because he's really the only one that i knew of going into the movie i did finally place his voice probably like halfway through i was like okay he plays donatello okay so i yes, i did yes. pick up his i was like i because i knew he was in it from just talking about this movie prior to and so mm-hmm. but i couldn't remember who he was playing so it was kind of like a fun little game that i was doing like yeah. wait which which one is no oh. <laughs> so i did i did play someone and finally i'm like yes i figured it out <laughs> yes yeah, absolutely no it's always fun doing things like that when i always tend to hear the voice and i'm like why do i know that person from mm-hmm. and then finally it'll hit me this movie is kind of the world's introduction to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So it kind of gives everybody their own bit on each turtle. I mean, each turtle's got their own quarks. Mm -hmm. Leonardo's the leader of the group. Raphael's the muscle and kind of the hothead, Mm -hmm. which very obvious early on. Yeah then donatello's and and i guess i kind of forgot that in this movie donatello and mikey michelangelo are very similar in their quirk okay i i got that same vibe and you know i was trying to make notes on all of the turtles and like okay what mm-hmm. what are kind of some of their characters because I, I don't i don't really know who's who as far as like who yeah. which one was and i felt like they did a really good job with introducing them in the backstory and kind of pinpointing some certain things but i i still don't feel like and maybe i missed something but i still don't feel like i understand who donatello is and and kind of where his placement is in the group so with the animations at least the 90s animations in the later movies like the second movie mm-hmm. he's a, he's more of the brains okay he's he's more like the tech savvy turtle okay i guess you could say that makes sense. sense and then michelangelo is kind of still the kid yeah like, yeah loves pizza <laughs> and everything and playing practical jokes mm-hmm. and different things like that and so yeah in the first movie they kind of i feel like they might have kind of blurred those lines with those two but in the second one, you kind of do get a little bit more of that. Okay. But yeah, they they I did like how they introduced everybody, though, still. Yeah, they gave all of the turtles kind of their own moment on screen as far as something to to do or have some sort of redeeming moment or whatever. I did feel like, you know, there's a lot, a lot going on and a lot of characters and stuff. When you're sort of doing an introduction and backstory, it can be really hard for a movie to do that successfully to where, mm-hmm. you know, someone's not forgotten. And I do feel like they did a 
probably like 90, 95% really good job on covering all that. I just felt like there was a slight little bit with Donatello's character that I that I thought was missing just a little bit. That's But honestly, I, I thought it was coming from my perspective of not understanding who they were and kind of what they were about. I understand now. I, I know what the turtles are here for and what they're doing. And I felt like that this movie really mm-hmm. sort of set the bar as far as where they were going to go next. Absolutely. I I completely agree with that. It it definitely was a big stepping stone. And it was a very high-grossing movie in mm. 1990. It wasn't like the top, the mm-hmm. number one, but it was pretty high up there. And it was number one for a couple of weeks when it was released. Okay. Because it was released March, end of March, if I remember correctly, from doing some research. And so if I was born a year early, it would have been the number one on my, <laughs> on my birthday that year. Oh like my gosh. number two is. So it was enough. There was enough hype. There was enough mm-hmm. interest that they, I mean, they turned around pretty quickly and did the second one. They did a lot with the characters. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I know that we didn't, we weren't, our family didn't gravitate towards them. We didn't, you know, it was just me and my sister and that's not really the genre that we went for. But I know just as far as merchandise and, and different yeah. games and toys and all that kind of stuff, they were big. Like you would see them anywhere you went. So regardless of if you actually watched them or not, they were a big part of your childhood with just different oh, yeah. things that came out during that time period. Yeah. And... That's that's funny you mentioned that when I was talking to Robbie at Ranger Stop, he had even mentioned because when I mentioned something about the Bra- his role in the Brady Bunch, he mentioned that he's like he's like don't take this the wrong way, which I was like oh, I'm not. He's like but <laughs> you, I could see you have been watched the Brady Bunch more so than the Turtles and everything because because there was such a distinct split in the 90s with this is geared towards boys this is geared Mm. towards girls kind of thing which i think that's one of the cool things that we've got here for our podcast since Mm -hmm. you had an older sister you were more geared towards the what was marketed towards girls since i had brothers even though i am female and everything my Mm -hmm. marketing was what the boys now I, I i played with i had barbies and dolls and all that kind of stuff too but there's like two sides to me mm-hmm. growing up the brother items that i was into because my brothers were and i wanted to follow them which then i grew to love i i mean i love teenage mutant ninja turtles i still do I, the originals <laughs> i'll be honest i have i've watched the movies but i've not kept up with the cartoons the um animations i i do remember watching the animations growing up but after probably late 90s Mm. when i finally started to go my own way Mm -hmm. i i didn't really watch them that much they did a hell of a job marketing the turtles and they still do oh yeah still very well known throughout the world absolutely heck yeah we a couple of months ago, one of the pre-workout companies had done like a little turtle throwback, and <laughs> I got like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles shaker. Oh, cool! And <laughs> a pre-workout that is ooze, 
I mean, they're still marketing it. Yeah. And I do feel like it, not something that only fits one type of person either. I do feel like it's a, it's a type of cartoon comic that girls and guys can sort of associate with. And I feel like any age group too. I don't feel like, at least how they made this first movie, I don't feel like it was super childish where only little kids could watch it. I felt like as someone my age and even older, you could enjoy this movie and pick up on the messages that it was sending and, and whatnot. And I felt like it was, you know, not even, not, it wasn't even, it didn't even feel super, I mean, a little bit maybe, but not too outdated. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I thought it was, it's a very good type of, a, a good marketing thing where, where yeah. people of all ages, genders, whatever, you can enjoy the turtles and not feel like, oh, that's just for, for guys, you know, and, and be made fun of or something. Absolutely. And what I've also loved about, the turtles is that even though most of the main characters are males Mm -hmm. the character of april isn't the normal damsel in distress Mm -hmm. i mean her character is going out there hitting the pavement asking tough journalistic questions Mm -hmm. sure that gets gets her into some trouble but i mean that's kind of similar to lois lane in Superman. Mm-hmm. She's not a, like I said, damsel in distress. She's not, she actually helps right. with the story. It's not one of those things where, oh, she's just a female mm-hmm. character to, to have a female, have a female yeah. character in there. Yeah. I, I felt the exact same way about April's character. She wasn't just a female thrown into the movie to be sexualized or to be the damsel. Like, just she wasn't useless. Like, she actually helped the scenes to progress or the storylines to progress. And she was there supporting and helping the the turtles throughout the whole movie. And I thought for a female character in in 1990, that was very empowering. Like, to watch that as a, a female. And, and and look at her character, I was like, wow, okay, like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that made it to where, like, for me watching it, thinking, hey, there's an April out there that's being portrayed in movies and a show that is in her own way a badass. Kicking ass, absolutely. And, <laughs> yeah. So I love that. And this movie, I think really did a good job introducing that because to kind of start you've got a little bit on the turtles but then you also are seeing her mm-hmm. her view of what she's dealing right. with in the journalistic world of mm-hmm. all of these crimes and so it kind of you start off almost kind of with two separate stories that then merge to one mm-hmm. and I like I, I did like how they did that and of course like anybody seeing six foot tall turtle that knows karate or what martial arts any kind of martial arts gonna kind of be something you gotta take in a little bit of a stride and (laughs) so i like i said i i really do like how it's portrayed the meeting rap meeting casey jones who's trying to be his own little vigilante yeah I, i did like casey's character a lot actually I don't, I, I didn't really understand who he was. I felt obviously coming, if you came into it knowing the backstory and kind of knowing more about his role, it would have made more sense. But it was 
it was sort of like, okay, here's this guy and he's help trying to help Raphael and the Raphael's very against him helping him basically. And then I sort of kind of got lost with Casey's character because like all of a sudden he's just he's he's with them and he's helping them out and I was just kind of like mm-hmm. that's a little strange. Like why is he why is he just okay with the turtles being the turtles and what they do and helping them out and he's not questioning them he's not which i liked though i enjoyed that he wasn't you know he wasn't one of the typical villain type people who who was gonna be against what they were trying to do but it was from an outsider perspective a little confusing with where his character was going or where his character was coming from they did a really good job with him, and I was definitely rooting for him and April in the end. I thought that was a really cute little matchup, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was a little odd. I don't know if you know more about Casey's character and yes. kind of like on that. Yeah, so he was a, a I think they did touch a, t- a little bit on it in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he had He had been a hockey player and got injured. And so now he's not able to play hockey, but he's gotten tired of seeing all the crime in his city. And so he's wanting to do something about it. Mm -hmm. So he goes out and is his own little vigilante. And he, if I remember correctly, and I think I do, in the cartoon, they kind of, him and April do kind of have a little bit of a, a thing, sort of. It's kind of, it's insinuated but I don't remember if it really truly shows in the cartoon mm, but yeah. it, obviously they're two humans only two humans that are actually working with these turtles right and his character is kind of just I think to have more of a another human that kind of can help the turtles mm-hmm. with their cover-up yeah and everything yeah so the thing the thing with Raphael not really liking him Raphael just doesn't really care for anybody right period <laughs> so, I got that um, <laughs> he and he's he's one that's very much a I can do this by myself mm-hmm. type that's that's another thing with like the turtles like you can kind of find yourself in each one right like the leader the jokester the intelligence the loner but they all come together mm-hmm. and work together, and that's the big main story on that. Right, family. That, yeah, family, and and their dad's a rat. <laughs> so I, which that's another thing. Like this Splinter character mm-hmm. has always been. Uh, he's he's that old wise guy. Yeah, the fighting is only the last choice kind of kind of a mr miyagi type feel. like from the karate kid yeah okay because I, I was like he's reminding me a little bit of the guy from karate kid and then also yeah. he has some some like yoda what is it yoda mm, yeah okay from star, wars. star wars yeah yoda yeah. vibes that's yeah. kind of the mix i was getting from his character and i don't know if that was a coincidence or if that's what they were going for but <laughs> i i think that's what it was kind of going for Okay. Even if they weren't sure, like if even if it wasn't like in the forefront of their mind, that's definitely what it was picked up on. Even that, it's you always love that old mentor figure who is a little old that gets captured, and mm-hmm. so then the the padwans or the apprentices have to 
band together to go save and everything. I did find it a bit odd that there were all these kids Mm -hmm. sort of forming this whole cult. I don't know. What do you call it? What was it? The Foot Clan. How how did all how did all these kids come together, and now they're all nin- little ninjas and doing all? I don't know. It, honestly, if I'm gonna be honest, it seems like a a form of grooming for these young boys. <laughs> like I'm I'm sorry, but that's what it seemed like was going on with the whole thing like it was very strange that they were all like okay this is our new dad this is our new leader we're going to do everything they say honestly you've got a good point and like now are the times that we're in that's the term that we we right. use yeah i think for the most part it was generally speaking again back in the 90s 80s and 90s boys would be more susceptible to the ones to be getting in trouble or anything like that Mm -hmm. granted girls could too but i was happy to see that there were no girls involved thank you (laughs) (laughs) but i think it was just that kind of thing and since it was very more they were stealing like the electronics and different stuff like that stuff that necessarily like that could be flip mm-hmm. for cash whereas the stuff that the that girls would have been interested wouldn't necessarily have brought in money right so yeah i think that's why partially why and that they were all training to be these ninjas did they did they ever say what their end purpose was for like becoming like these ninjas and stuff for him did they ever touch on kind of why and what their maybe goal was to become these ninjas i don't remember honestly but from the cartoon the movies they kind of was almost like there was different levels there was almost kind of like how gangs are portrayed in Hmm. shows and everything there's the people hitting the streets doing kind of the dirty work like the stealing Mm -hmm. the flipping the merchandise then there's the defenders like in this case for the foot clan the ones that were actually dressed in the ninja gear as opposed to the kids just dressed in their street clothes and then of course like the top defenders and right hands Mm -hmm. but I think it was just purely take over New York, be the top clan. Master Tatsu, who is the right hand to Shredder. And it's the Shredder. Oh, yes. The Shredder. Okay. But yeah, I think it was just purely take over New York, be be who everybody has to go through, Mm -hmm. be able to run the whole underground. So the turtles, four turtles, plus their, their journalist best friend and best friend vigilante with a hockey mask and hockey stick uh taking on hundreds of other people okay yeah i mean they had a pretty good group of people all that sort of came together and helped them out i like that i like that they had some different pools from other areas and it wasn't just the turtles doing everything and that's that's what's been good about a lot of these the turtle the movies and the cartoons at least the ones i watch where yes it is focused on the turtles but they do 
a lot of times end up getting other help because you can only do so much being just four. Yeah. Sometimes you need that extra help, which the second movie I do really like too. And once we get into that, it'll be interesting to hear your thoughts as a first timer. We'll have to kind of compare the two. Yeah. Yeah. I am curious to see kind of where the movie goes after this, kind of where they take the turtles. I did, I did like the sort of look and feel of this movie. It was very, I know it was based in New York, but it honestly felt like New York. You know what I mean? It felt like yeah. New York from the late 80s. Very dark, very kind of grungy. I don't know, just had that kind of buck feeling in a sense. Yeah. I, I did really like sort of that whole vibe of the movie because I know it was, I know it's sort of a movie that's geared more towards the younger kids and whatnot, but it doesn't have the look of a of a kid's mm-hmm. movie. You know what I mean? It's it's much darker in tone and, and everything about it. It's not bright and cheery and like, oh, I'm a kid's movie. Like, it it was a little bit more, okay, that's why I feel like it also really sits well with people older, you know, in age. That's one thing, watching it, and it's only, I think, a PG rating. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it's funny what some of the things that they got away with. It's interesting. You see ratings for movies back in 80s, 90s, and then compared to today, mm-hmm. there's, have you noticed there's kind of a shift? Like some things that are PGG now would not have had that same, that low of a rating back mm. us growing up, but then the same kind of thing flipped. Like if they had made this now, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, this specific movie, I'd be very surprised if it hadn't gotten, wouldn't get a thir- a PG-13 rating. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Because of how dark, like you were saying, how dark it is. The violence mm-hmm. in in it. All the fighting. I just, I just find it very interesting. Parents let their young kids watch this. <laughs> like I said, it, it was a huge movie and my brother's loved it well and it made enough of an impact that when they were were given a choice between april and stephanie they were dead set on having april this movie putting aside the special effects being a little outdated i mean there Mm -hmm. there really isn't a whole lot it's mostly just the right puppeteering right of the turtles Mm -hmm. putting aside the fact that sometimes the voices aren't matching up with the movement of the mouths for those characters which they do get better on in the second one it really holds up pretty pretty well yeah i agree no i feel like even the action scenes were were very well executed i mean obviously there were a lot of experts on the set and sort of choreographing the fight sequences and staying true to because you kind of forget and then you're like oh wait there are newton mutant ninja turtles so like there's gonna be ninja type fighting because at first i was was like what are they doing with this fighting style like what are they doing and then i was like oh duh like they're going off of the ninja based type fighting and and that style and everything so it made more sense and I, i kind of understood why they were doing what they were doing but I, I, it was still kind of I felt like they could have maybe done a little bit more with that but then you also have to think about the fact that they probably did try to do more 
but you had people actually in those suits trying to do those moves and there was probably a limitation to Mm -hmm. the ability of what they could do because some of that stuff that they did is very impressive and i can't imagine being that person inside that trying to do whatever they were doing yeah absolutely doing that it's just kind of like thinking about everybody who's in any of the mascot uniforms Mm. costumes for school yeah the different theme parks they actually everyone who was the main actor in the turtle suit each one did have a little cameo throughout the film as an actual oh really yeah they did interesting little side note here for just how popular this movie was. So this was actually an independent film and it was the highest grossing independent film until 1999. Oh, wow. So it held on to that. That's pretty impressive. For nine years. Yeah. And so I just thinking about just how crazy that is with it being and being the fact that it is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle franchise. Mm-hmm. And number one, I didn't realize it was an independent film. Yeah, I didn't know that. Period. I didn't know that. I mean, very well done for being, I think it was very, a pretty low budget. And you honestly, now, yes, you could, you can kind of tell. Mm-hmm. But back then, you wouldn't have been able to really say, oh, this is a low budget film. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Especially movies geared towards kids, you're a little less likely to pick up on all the different things in it that maybe aren't as well done as they could have been but i didn't really get the vibes of it being super low budget watching it i think the only i feel like the only character that kind of threw me off a little bit was splinter i feel like he was maybe the most animatronic type character that they had he kind of reminded me of those characters on like the disney rides and stuff you know Mm -hmm. the animatronic he kind of reminded me of that. I felt like his was the least realistic of all of them. But even still, I thought it was put together pretty well between the turtles and him. Yeah. And I mean, there is going to be different different parts that, yeah, we'll be able to, like I said, looking back now, and you don't have anything to compare it to from when you're younger, mm-hmm. from like any memory of it or anything. And so it's one of those things where, which I, I honestly, I thought you had truly thought you had seen it before <laughs> and everything. So it is very nice to hear somebody who's never seen it until now and your thoughts on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a big ninja mm-hmm. movie person. Like I'm not, and I know that's big for you, but I I didn't grow up watching those kind of movies. So any of those martial arts, any of those types of not growing up, like watching ninja movies. So not really, those weren't really my forte as far as, Oh, the ninja movies on, let's watch that. So Mm -hmm. it did have kind of that mixture of the martial arts and fighting, but I did kind of like the overall theme that it was going off of, which was sort of connecting these four turtles, these, brothers and with their father and it was about family it was about you know coming together for a central purpose and helping to save your you know save splinter splinter yes <laughs> okay yes. <laughs> i was getting shredder and splinter confused so yeah uh, i understand <laughs> <laughs> so him being able to to kind of have that sense of it's not just all about 
how, I don't know how he put it. It's not just about what you can do with your body, but it's about what you can do with your mind, something like that. Yeah. I did like that. For sure. That's, and that's one of the biggest themes of any of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, whether it was the cartoon, the comics, the um, movies, any of that is very family oriented. And I think that's also why they keep reviving. They keep bringing them back mm -hmm. is it kind of helps instill that into younger audiences help them realize that number one it's not always just about like looks or what you can do it is how you do things what you say what you think that is also a big thing throughout the turtles is like the meditation that splinter has them go through Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that it is mind over body, and that if you if you think it, you can achieve it. Right, and that's a very good theme for anybody, not just kids, but even adults too. It's a good reminder also that just because somebody tells you you can't do something, or somebody puts you down about something that you're trying to do. If it's something you really want to do and you put your mind and your heart and your effort to it, you can achieve it. Like mm -hmm. these four turtles, people told them like once they're kind of out in the world, they were told that they can't be these crime fighters, but that's what they wanted to do. They enjoyed it. I mean, who wouldn't enjoy kicking some ass here and there? <laughs> <laughs> that's one, I think one thing that one reason why Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles does resonate with so many people mm -hmm. yes of course like growing up with two older brothers the ninja aspect i loved a lot of those types of movies and shows i was much more of an action person than a drama romance kind of person this is definitely definitely one that i can rewatch over and over again it's not like the jetsons where i'm like oh god <laughs> i just always did how long in my life <sighs> i could put the the teenage mutant ninja turtles on and go about cleaning, cooking, have it on in the background, and I can go back to it throughout the movie, and I know what's going on because I'm hearing everything. It's just one of those good movies to watch. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a good movie. It's a good enough movie that I would still put on. I would go back and put it on and, and rewatch it here and there. I definitely felt like it was... It was definitely not as cringy or as tough to get through like the Jetsons was, that's for sure. Yeah. It was it was more enjoyable and I did like I did like the movie a lot more than I thought I was going to. Because I, I, I did go in kind of like cringe, like, oh, I don't know how about this April, but no, I did. I really did like it. I did. I, I had I literally had no idea that Judith was anything but the mom of Halloween Town. Like, I, I had, I had no, I, I, that's so bad to say that, like, I had no idea she did anything else other than that, but it was really cool to see her in this other, other role. Like, she, I loved her character. Like, absolutely loved her character. And this was actually an early role of hers. It was early on in her career mm -hmm. and everything, and I, I think she killed it. I enjoy who plays April in the second one, but they it, changed it. Yes, they did. I don't oh, know necessarily I what, can't. what the reasoning <laughs> behind it was, but did you ever watch uh, the hundred? Did you ever watch that show? The Netflix one about the people like from that futuristic space? type show, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah like I did watch Earth, that. 
the mom of uh, the main character plays a oh, role okay. in the second movie. Okay. So still. Interesting. I'm not exactly sure the reasoning or anything. We'll have to do some digging and find out. Yeah. It was definitely enjoyable. And I'm glad that this opened your mind to a whole nother aspect of some 90s stuff. Mm-hmm. It did. <laughs> and it's definitely a very fun movie to just watch. Yeah. I definitely give it two thumbs up. Yeah. Knowing that this is a big part of your childhood and stuff, it's really cool to, to kind of see what you were up to as a kid and, and get into kind of dive into some of those shows and movies that you were a big part of watching and, and kind of see see what it would have been like to have grown up on those. Yeah. It was definitely interesting. Was that song at the end uh, and when the credits were rolling, is that what is the turtle rap? Was that the turtle rap song or not? No. Okay. That comes in Is that a the second, second movie? movie? Okay. Okay. That so is the second movie. <laughs> which that is definitely a classic which we will touch base on once we get to the second yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of talking points on in the second movie because it was mm-hmm. they were coming off of the high from this first one and how I mean this this first one's how well it did I think surprised everybody. Oh, I'm sure. The production companies and everything, everybody who was involved wanted to keep riding that high. The the second one's definitely got some fun cameos that we'll have to talk about when the time comes. Okay. Is that all you got for the turtles? That is all I've got for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> the live action movie that came out in the year 1990. Definitely a good one to watch if you've not watched it i don't know where you've been for the last 32 years the same hole i've been in (laughs) (laughs) hey you you can now officially say you've you've seen it so you're not in that hole anymore exactly and i do recommend anyone who hasn't seen it it is one to definitely go out and watch it's on hbo max so very easily accessible for streaming yeah i think it's also on netflix too i think yeah i think the first two are on both hbo max and netflix okay. currently Perfect. and you can also still buy if i remember correctly i got my dvd which was a four pack so it's the the three live original live action ones and then the 2007 one animated whatever it was like when they were kind of doing that mix of like animated but visual effect Mm. type combination that had a chris evans voicing and i think scarlett johansson voiced in that too or no sarah michelle geller i think is who it was who voiced april it was a four movie pack founded at walmart for a good price. It's I don't think the available. kids know what DVDs are anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> well, we're, we're not talking about VHS or anything. So, which I do still have one VHS to my name. We'll we'll get to that when we get to 1993. <laughs> yeah, I got the VHS myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, definitely touch base on a lot more coming up. Definitely have a lot more good content for everybody. We're we're getting close to wrapping up the year 1990. Moving on to my birth year 1991. We'll be back for more. Be sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, follow us on Instagram. What else we got, Ashley? 
that's it. Just just looking forward to hearing from everyone. Give us your thoughts on your viewpoints of TMNT. I don't know. Do people say TMNT? Or- so, yes <laughs> and no. So, that fourth movie that's kind of not talked about, animated, whatever, uh-huh. that one's actually technically called TMNT. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, it's still used, but people who grew up still call it the still call it full Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, it's a mouthful. Okay, so you say the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. If you're if you're just getting tired of for texting or something, yeah, you'll shorthand it. <laughs> that I can see, or send like a little gif of gif gif. I'm t- I hate that stupid thing. Gif or gif? I don't know. Depends on who you talk to. <laughs> I know that's how I feel. Yeah. It changes all the time. But yeah, you could send one of those. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Exactly. And let us let us know which which turtle you resonate with Ooh. most. Actually, wait, that's, you didn't tell me which one you. So. <laughs> Um, I've, there have definitely been throughout my life where I, I resonate with each one at different times. Right now, I kind of have to feel probably more Mikey, Michelangelo, kind of just wanting to have fun, enjoy Mm -hmm. life, not take things too seriously, but, but still take what needs to be serious, serious, Mm -hmm. but not overstress. Right. Love pizza. I mean, that's a big thing with Michelangelo. Oh, I love oh, pizza. Oh, cannot forget about <laughs> pizza. <laughs> pizza, pizza, pizza. Oh, yeah. None of those little anchovies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely, definitely would have to go right now with, with Michelangelo. What about you? After watching and kind of hearing what each of one of them, their personality kind of is, which, which would you say you fall into category with? Probably I would have been more like Donatello. To be honest, I think I would have fit more into that box, so to speak. But right now, like you, I'm feeling more Mikey. That that's kind of who who I feel as of right now. But I I do kind of have that mix between the two, very level headed and whatnot, but also just don't give any fucks like Mikey and absolutely <laughs> whatever you know. <laughs> absolutely, cowabunga. <laughs> yes, cowabunga for sure. I love that. <laughs> love it. Love it. All right. Well, definitely let us know who you feel you resonate with most. Leader Leonardo. I call him Hothead Raphael. <laughs> Brainy Donatello or Fun Loving Mikey. Let us know and we will be back next week with another episode. Peace out. See you all next week.